are listening to the Cleveland Guardians FanCast, hosted by Quincy Wheeler and Friends, a podcast about the Cleveland professional baseball team and its fans. Welcome to the Cleveland Guardians FanCast. I'm your host, Quincy Wheeler. You can find us at Guardian FanCast on Twitter. You can email me at Quincy at GuardiansFanCast.com. You can also find me at Quincy Wheeler1. Well, um, that was about as bad as a series could go in Texas. You had getting destroyed, you had getting shut out, and then you had a bullpen blowing a game. I mean, they kind of blew both games, but especially especially the second game, Trevor Steffen just absolutely imploding. Steffen is lost. He looks like the kind of guy who just has no confidence. It shows up in interviews, too. I don't know if that's one of those situations where they need to say, hey, buddy, I think your back or your shoulder is not feeling so great. Maybe take an IL stint. Find your confidence. We need you back here. And, you know, give Karen Check a chance to see what he can do. Uh, and bring him back up. That might be the case. Uh, things are not going well <laughs> for the Cleveland bullpen right now. And then, of course, we're all just so confused about a variety of things. Why Why do Ahmed Rosario and Miles Straw have to start every game? And... You know, I try to read between the lines and answers that managers, I mean, that Tito and Antonetti give. I try to read everything that that Meisel and Bell and Hoynes say and Pluto and figure out what's going on. I try to listen to Hammy and hear what he has to say to get to the bottom of this mystery. And I think that's the thing that keeps me going about it is I just... It's just a mystery to me. This team is supposed to be at the cutting edge of analytics from everything you hear. Surely they know that Miles Straw is just not... The juice he's providing at the plate is not worth the squeeze, or the juice he's providing in the field is not worth the squeeze at the plate. That's probably the better way to put it. And I just don't understand how they're continuing to start him every game. And it makes you want to start start talking to yourself as you watch the game saying, why is he in again? Why is he batting with the game on the line for like the fifth time in the past week that there have been games, I should say? It just doesn't make any sense to me, but there has to be some kind of logic, and I just don't believe it can be well, Tito's stubborn and he just wants to put him in there because the front office and Tito, we know they talk all the time. If the front office had an issue with it, if it was costing them games, they would say, stop playing Miles Straw so much. Don't let him bat at the end of games if possible. So is it the contract? I mean, is is Paul Dolan literally saying, hey, we gave this dude a contract. He needs to get a full year to see if he can figure things out. Or Antonetti saying that. If so, ridiculous. Insane needs to stop. He's not going to do it. He's he's approaching like 
how many games, 300 games without a home run, it's it's just not there with the bat. And he's fast, and he makes good plays in the outfield. He can play every day. He can pinch run late in games, come in as a defensive replacement late in games. You can use him as a weapon that way. But he cannot start every game. They have to stop this. It's just ridiculous. And then the thing with Ahmed is, like, since June, Ahmed's been a pretty good hitter. Uh, he's probably not going to climb out of the hole that he's in as far as offense goes. Doesn't look like to get back to overall league average for the year. But but since the weather got warm, he's been a pretty decent hitter. So I can understand continuing to play him. But you can't play him every day when the plan is not to keep Ahmed Rosario on this team past this year. And I just am not going to believe that's the plan until I see it happen because surely, surely they have to know that he's a terrible defensive shortstop and his hitting isn't good enough to justify keeping him around at the price you'd have to pay to keep him around as a shortstop. And he's going to try to get shortstop money. So clearly they're going to move on. They've been drafting and developing shortstops for years now, and they've got them all on the cusp of the majors or in the majors. Gabriel Arias, Tyler Freeman, um, Brian Rocchio, Juan Brito, who's the second baseman, but he's knocking on the door. So, you know, it's they know, they know that Ahmed can't be here after this year. So how can we not be seeing more of Tyler Freeman and Gabriel Arias playing shortstop, giving Ahmed a day off against right-handed pitching, just telling him, hey, buddy, you know, this is part of the team effort here. We're going to bring you in as a pinch runner when we can. We'll give you a late-inning plate appearance against a left-handed pitcher. You can still contribute to this team. You can still be best friends with Jose, but we've got to take a look at these young players. Is the plan really to do this like in the next couple weeks after the trade deadline? It just doesn't make any sense to me. And I don't hate Ahmed Rosario. I don't hate Miles Straw. I just cannot make it make sense in my mind. I know a lot of people are upset that Trevor Steffen pitched in the eighth inning. I think you've really had to see if he could do it there, and I can agree that maybe the hook should have been quicker once he walked a guy. You know, maybe at the point he walks a guy, you start saying, uh-oh, and you get Sam Hinches up. But Tito also has to look ahead that the next day we're going to have a bullpen game, and the day after that, Logan Allen's going to pitch, and he's only going to give you maybe four, maybe five if everything goes perfectly innings so you need your bullpen for the next couple days so preserving a guy makes perfect sense at this point though when you look at Stefan you have to realize something's wrong something's wrong so you got to figure out how to fix that something that's wrong like I said is the denial stint do you use an option and send him to Columbus and say hey let's figure this out because we need you long term or do you just say you're only going to pitch when the game's not close you're going to pitch earlier in the game when the game's not close until you can figure it out your split finger that you can't get control of, your fastball that's all over the place, and the only thing you got right now is a slider that's not that great of a pitch, and teams are tattooing, so you got to get the other stuff under control. I can see that happening, and I can see that being something they do. I still believe in Trevor Stephan. I think he's going to be fine. This is just a terrible time for him to fall apart as far as the team's chances at winning go. But the good thing is there are guys in the bullpen who can contribute in those spots. I like Tim Heron. I think he should get some more late inning reps. Nick Sandlin, you could argue for him to be a eighth inning guy. Eli Morgan, he's been great. 
Give him those eighth inning reps. Sam Hinch is everybody out there except for Cody Morris. But Michael Kelly, he looked great when his outing. He's had great stuff in Columbus. You have to give your guys the space to figure things out. And I, I think Tito knows that. It's just going so slow about it that confuses me. And I, I do expect that this last appearance from, from Stefan is going to prompt that kind of movement because I think it has in the past. But it's hard to predict that right now with how the team has been and the way they've approached things. So some good news happened and that Mandy Bell reported that Shane Bieber got good news from the doctor that he should only have to stop throwing for two weeks, then start back up if everything feels fine. Then he should be able to rejoin the rotation before too long if everything looks good. Uh, and that would be great, obviously. It means that the Guardians aren't going to trade Shane Bieber unless there is some sort of conspiracy theory backroom deal where the Guardians don't want to pitch Shane Bieber and want to let another team acquire him. They already have a deal in place or something. I find that extremely unlikely. So I think we'll see Shane Bieber here the rest of the year. If he pitches well and gets things back under control, maybe you'll see a deal in the offseason. If not, I really think you could see Shane Bieber stay here and then they'll let him walk for a comp pick. Or maybe in the spring they revisit a extension and say, hey, Shane, you saw what can happen. You saw how things are. Are you willing to sign here for maybe a shorter extension for a more reasonable amount? I'd be okay with that. I'd be fine with that if they did. And I'm not saying it's likely to happen, but it all depends on how the rest of the season goes, what conversations they're having. And I hear uh, on the Selby's Godcast, highly recommend that with TJ Zuppi and Zach Meisel on any podcast platform. I heard Zach Meisel say that this is a big week for Tristan McKenzie to see kind of how things are going with his elbow, if things are calming down. So hopefully that goes well, and hopefully maybe we can see him before the end of the year. And then that his elbow holds together so that he doesn't have to get Tommy John because that would be huge for next season. Otherwise, you might want to hang on to Shane Bieber no matter what just to have that kind of depth in your rotation to give yourself a chance to get through 2024 and compete and give yourself a chance to get Espino and McKenzie back for 2025 and beyond Espino maybe for the end of 2024. Those are all things we got to watch out for. we got to take a look at the minor leagues and pay attention to how things are going down there. I see Hunter Gaddis had a little bit of a better game, and that's important. Uh, Doug Nikhazy, still striking guys out, still walking guys, but still mostly getting outs. If you just try to get that those walks under control, and he'd be a pretty exciting prospect. So, you know, when games like this happen, you do want to make sure to take a look at what happened in the minor leagues and try not to feel so bad <laughs> about things. But I can't blame any Guardians fan for being extremely discouraged at the moment. And I hope that the team realizes that how much momentum there is behind home games for the Guardians. Everybody wants to go to Guardians game. Everybody I talk to says, hey, I need to get down there for a game. Or, hey, I went down there for a game. We have sellouts coming up. Now's the time to get people excited. People are excited to see Bo Naylor hit. People are excited to see Tyler Freeman get a start. If the team's struggling because they're playing young guys and the young guys are scuffling like young guys do, I think people generally understanding it's just the stubborn insistence on playing Miles Straw and Ahmed Rosario every freaking day that is just so hard. 
And I mean, sometimes that's the case with Josh Bell. I mean, I understand Josh Bell. They've got to play Josh Bell to see what they have with him because they're committed to him. And I hope that's not the case with Miles Straw because uh, they're, the money they've committed to him is not not that significant, especially if he's able to provide value as a pinch runner and a defensive replacement and starter when you need him. I mean, there's something there. But Josh Bell, it's just that expected WOBA for him is at 349. And it was at 349 last season. Last season, he had a 123 WRC plus. This year, he has a 95 WRC plus. So he's essentially been the same hitter. He just can't get the luck. It's just the timing's not right. Things aren't going the way that <laughs> we just want him to go. Like his launch angle is identical to last season overall, his average launch angle. His barrel rate is actually up this season. His hard hit rate is up. He's just been super unlucky. So I don't mind Josh Bell being in the lineup, but I also think that it's probably okay to see David Fry get some at-bats for him when the DH spot's open against left-handed pitching. And I definitely think it's time to say, hey, David Fry's our backup catcher. Cam Gallier might as well stay on the roster because they're not going to use that extra roster spot. So he's your guy if you need somebody in those late innings or if, you know, Fry for some reason is going to take a different spot in the lineup against a left-handed pitcher and you want and you have to give Bo Naylor a break that day. Bo Naylor should not be platooned, but if it's his day to rest, then Cam Gallagher can catch. But we need to stop seeing Gallagher catch. <laughs> it needs to stop happening. I don't care how good he is behind the plate. Unless they really want him working with a young pitcher on something, I could see them even saying, "Okay, we want Gallagher to guide Logan Allen through his next appearance." I'll understand if that's the case, but it's hard, and they need to stop doing that all the time as well. But like I said, they're not using that 26th roster spot. They're not even using their 25th roster spot. Gabriel has finally got a Gabriel has finally got a start, and after. Who knows what reason of two weeks without a start. He's back in, well, I guess it was more like three weeks. He's back in the lineup randomly. He hits a ball 114 miles an hour and takes a walk off the left-handed pitcher, which he hasn't been able to do. So maybe they're figuring things out with him. Maybe it's a chance for them to finally get him in the lineup and see what he's capable of. We'll have to see how it goes. But things are frustrating. I understand it's frustrating to be a Guardians fan, but uh, I have to hope and I have to believe that brighter times are ahead. It is amazing to see these young pitchers, Bobby Williams and soon Allen again, showing what they're capable of. I think we'll probably get a chance to see Cantillo at some point. We'll also hopefully continue to see Aaron Savali continue to do what he's capable of. These are all things to look forward to. I do think Andres Jimenez had a horrible series in Texas, but I do think that he will turn things around like he has been over the past month and be all right. But it's no doubt it's frustrating right now, and we'll have to hold hold on and, and see what happens uh, and uh, hope for things to turn around here in Pittsburgh. This has been the Cleveland Guardians FanCast. You can find us on any major podcast platform. Please remember to like, subscribe, download, rate, and review. Thank you for listening.